Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 56. Grisham. Shadow bought a pack of Virginia Slims from the machine. He asked the night clerk for a book of matches. The man stared at him, asked for his room number. Shadow told him. The man nodded. You're in a non-smoking room, he said. You make sure you open the window now. He passed Shadow a book of matches and a plastic ashtray with the Motel America logo on it. Got it, said Shadow. He went back into his bedroom. He did not turn the light on. His wife was still on the bed. She had stretched out now on top of his rumpled covers. Shadow opened the window and then passed her the cigarettes and the matches. Her fingers were cold. She lit a match and he saw that her nails, usually pristine, were battered and chewed, and there was mud under them. Laura lit the cigarette, inhaled, blew out the match. She took another puff. I can't taste it, she said. I don't think this is doing anything. I'm sorry, he said. Me too, said Laura. When she inhaled, the cigarette tip glowed, and he was able to see her face. So, she said, they let you out. Yes. How was prison? Could have been worse. Yes. The tip of the cigarette glowed orange. I'm still grateful. I should never have got you mixed up in it. Well, he said, I agreed to do it. I could have said no. He wondered why he wasn't scared of her, why a dream of a museum could leave him terrified, while he seemed to be coping with a walking corpse without fear. Yes, she said, you could have, uh, you big galoot. Smoke wreathed her face. She was very beautiful in the dim light. You want to know about me and Robbie? Yes. It was Laura, he realized, living or dead. He couldn't fear her. She stubbed out the cigarette in the ashtray. You were in prison, she said, and I needed someone to talk to. I needed a shoulder to cry on. You weren't there. I was upset. And that's our page. There's been a changing of the guard at the desk. Now there's a guy watching over things, reading a John Grisham book. Tell Shadow to open a window if he's going to be smoking in his non-smoking room. Because smoke wouldn't soak into mattresses or beddings, pillows, upholstery on the chair. It'll just go right out the window, sure. So, John Grisham, popular novelist, mostly of legal thrillers, and sometime apologist for those that view child pornography online. He then apologized for his apologism. Ugh. No, that's a terrible word. And it was a pretty decent apology as far as celebrity apologies go, but, you know, it's still the first thing I think of when I think of him. And then, secondly, I think of The Firm. Shadow buys a pack of Virginia Slims, type of cigarette more commonly advertised to women smokers. Cigarette brand debuted in 1968 and is 50 years young this year. Wow, you really have come a long way, baby. I'm sorry. Shadow hands Laura's... Mm. Shadow hands Laura the cigarettes and the matches, and she feels cold to the touch. Her nails also exhibit signs of someone who had to, you know... Dig her way out of a coffin and a grave? Worse than the state of her nails and the temperature of her, of her flesh is that she can't taste the cigarette. She keeps smoking it, though. They make small talk about prison. Laura apologizes for getting him mixed up in the whole event that sent him there, and Shadow takes responsibility for his own actions. This is the first hint we get, I think? Maybe second hint? This is one of the early hints, at least, that Shadow went to prison for something Laura wanted him to do, but we don't have all the details yet. The TV series has me so mixed up I can't even remember the exact details anymore. 
So, when we find out, I'll try to keep this in mind and bring it back up again. We also get Shadow taking responsibility for his actions, which is something that is important to him, and something that informs his character, much like how Shadow kept his promise to himself to take a bath. It's not a big deal right now, but worth at least putting a little note on. The only other thing I saw on the page was the word galoot, which is not terribly common now, although I can't even imagine in 2000 or 2001 it was all that commonly used. It's one of those weird words I know from cartoons from when I was a kid, like Bugs Bunny and such, when Bugs Bunny would call uh, Elmer Fudd a Nimrod, which has a biblical history behind it. But I know contextually that galoot is meant to refer to a clumsy person or maybe a slower thinker, something like that. Apparently, though, it goes back to the early 1800s and was generally described, was generally used to describe an inexperienced mariner out at sea. The origin beyond that, though, is pretty muddled and uncertain. Several places point to it being possibly Scottish, but there's no one that I could see that had really nailed it down to a more specific time or place. I do like that Laura uses it affectionately here, especially because Shadow is a larger guy, and maybe he is clumsy from time to time. But it's certainly a better nickname than Puppy, which I feel like I should also point out, he does go fetch her cigarettes, so I guess the Puppy name is accurate in several ways. Nothing else jumps out at me, though, so I'll let you go. If something jumped out at you that I didn't see, you can get in touch at theworldbeyondthetail at gmail.com, or on Twitter at WorldBeyondPod. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues that we use as our theme song. And thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow for another page. And remember, only the gods are real.